Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to my live broadcast. I'm Jason DeMars, and we're going to be continuing on our subject, The Titles of Jesus Christ, Part 2. I want to remind everyone, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. You can do so at jasondemars.com. We also have a number of free resources available for you. Um, if you'd like to go on there and order them, you can do that on our website, jasondemars.com, and then click on resources, and that will take you to the place where you can order, and shipping is free as well. It gives you an opportunity on there to uh, make a donation to support our ministry if you want to, but it is not required. So with that said, let's get into our subject. The last time we went through a number of titles of Jesus Christ, we finished with Son of Man, and I am going to start with the last Adam, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45 through 47. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit, or a life-giving spirit. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. It's a very interesting way of putting that. The f that which comes first is not spiritual, but natural. So, in other words, sequentially, Adam is first before Jesus Christ. First is of the earth, earthy. Second man is the Lord from heaven. And a lot of people look at this, look at that and then say, well, that's speaking of his pre-existence in heaven. So he's um, coming down from heaven. But if you look at the context of this whole um, chapter, it's talking about the resurrection and the second coming um, and the kingdom there. And so I see this more of, you know, the first man was set over the, the kingdom, right? Uh, though there were no humans yet, he was set over the whole kingdom, the animal kingdom. He was a small G-O-D on the earth, a small Elohim on the earth. And so he was to be, he was to replenish the earth and take dominion over the earth under Jehovah God, under the great Jehovah Elohim. And him being the son of Elohim, he was to take dominion. He, f he fell. He brought, he brought sin. Second man that's going to take dominion is the Lord from heaven. Okay? That's the last Adam, also known as the Lord from heaven. I so just want to take a minute to greet everyone. 
Uh, Brother Tony from Madawaska, good morning to you. Brother Kenny and Sister Janelle, good morning. God bless you. Brother Aaron, good morning. Brother Stephen, God bless you. Sister Jay, God bless you. Thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate that. The Word. Here's another title for Jesus Christ. He's the Word. Revelation 19, verse 13, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God, the Logos of God. In the beginning, John 1, 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men th through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Brother Branham says this um, in the sermon, Life. As we had it the other night, God in the beginning was spirit, and then from God went out the, the Logos, or the Theophany, which was a form of a man called the Son of God prefigured. He came in earth in a body of flesh, even before he came in Jesus Christ. Now swallow that one, brother. I'll prove it to you. <laughs> the great fountain of all eternity was that spirit of love, joy, that spirit of honesty, that spirit of trueness in this perfection. And then out of the existence of the Father went the Lagos, which was the Son, which was a theophany, which was the body of the great Jehovah God, went forth in a celestial body, that's the Lagos. The Word spoke out of them great fountains of life and went forth, and there was the theophany, which was God, made into word. Then that theophany was made flesh in the person Christ Jesus. From, this, from Hebrews chapter 4, when Moses saw him, he said, let me see your form, Lord, and God hid him in the rock. And when he passed by, he said it was the back part of a man. That was that theophany, that's exactly. And that theophany had to be made flesh. Not another person, but the same person had to become flesh to take the sting out of death. From Questions and Answers, 1964. Now this Logos that was in him, which was the Spirit of God, the anointing through the sanctifying grace of the blood, brought many sons to God, which was anointed with this same Logos. So, we look at these different, look at those verses, the the, the Logos, or the Word. How did God create everything? Go back, go back to the beginning and look at 
John 1 says, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Well, we understand in the beginning it said, And God said, and Elohim said, Let there be. And Elohim said, Let there bring forth. And Elohim said, Let there be. So what was that? It was God speaking. What is God speaking? That is God's word. So what created everything? God's word. This is not another person that was with God. It is, when, when, when we say God's word, we don't just mean his audible voice. We mean both the voice and the thought, the plan that was behind that voice. So that plan and that voice of God speaking was more than just my, my, my words go out and they have impact, they accomplish something, but not, they're not the same as God's word. My word's a man's word, it can fail. God's words cannot fail. And God's words are based on his thoughts. And his thoughts are eternal. And his thoughts are a part of him. They're real. Right? And so, as we saw Brother Branham talking, first they're in God for all of eternity. But then just before creation, God put forth his word from himself. And that word became his body. In other words, it became his form whereby he could be made visible to the world. It was God's form, not another person's form, not a distinct person's form, and yet distinct in this sense, because God is spirit, he covers all space and time. But God wanted to limit himself so he could reveal himself to his creation, so God took on the form, took on a form, so that he could be manifested and revealed to his creation. What was that form? It was him. It was him. It's God's word, God speaking, and yet that word was with God. So it was in God for eternity, and just before creation, he put it forth from himself like a birth, out of the existence of himself, his life, a part of him, is not the, the 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 logos is not a creation. The logos is a birth. It's a coming forth from the life of God. It's not like our flesh, where God speaks it and it's a cre creation. This world is a creation. Not so with the logos. It's not a creation. It is a coming, a going forth from God. What, what is that going forth from God? That means it's now with God. But what, what, what is that word? The word is God. God made visible, turned towards the world. All right. And Brother Branham said it's the Son of God prefigured. All right, Son of God, prefigured. And then he tells us that Jesus was anointed with the Lagos. 
And you and I are also anointed with that same Lagos. All right. A few more people have joined us. Brother Sunil, Sister Mai, Brother Say from Liberia. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Let, let's continue. Jesus, we saw that in that verse, those verses we read, he's the light of the world. John says, it says, John was not that light, but he came for, to be, bear witness of the light. Jesus, the light of the world. John 8, 12, then spake, spake Jesus unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Light reveals what is hidden. So light is a manifestation. So what is Jesus manifesting? The invisible God. He's making the invisible God visible to the world. So he's the image of the invisible God. John 14, verse 9, Jesus saith unto him, uh, uh, just preceding this, Philip says, Show us the Father, and it shall be sufficient for us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He that seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then? Show us the Father. Believest, now that, not, believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believeth, believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. So he, he says, I am in the Father, and the Father's in me. I'm not speaking these words by myself. The Father dwells in me. He does the works. So F Philip saying, show us the Father. He says, I've been so long with you, you don't know me. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He wasn't saying, I am the Father. He was saying, I am the Father made visible. Because right there he says, I'm not speaking of myself. In other words, he's, he is a surrendered vessel that the Father dwells in and manifests himself through. He is the firstborn among many brethren. He is the, he, he, it says in Hebrews that he's not ashamed to call us brothers. So he's our elder brother. We're the many brethren. He's our Lord, our Savior, and our God. But we, the importance is we have to understand it the right way. Why is Jesus God? Because God is dwelling in him in fullness, revealing himself in fullness and perfect, perfect revelation of God comes only through Jesus Christ. He is God revealed to the Word. Revealed through the Word to the world. So when you're seeing Jesus, you're seeing God. 
Jesus is the Lamb of God. John 1.29 The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. He is the sacrifice. Hebrews 9.22 says, And almost all things by the law are purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. He's talking about um, the vessels of the sanctuary. He said the, the vessels of this, the Old Testament sanctuary had to be purified with these, with blood. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Oh, Jesus had to cleanse the heavenly representatives of the earthly tabernacle. For Christ is not entered in the holy places made with hands, the temple, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world or the end of the ages hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Amen. So he is the Lamb of God. He is to be the ultimate, he was the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. All the sacrifices of the Old Testament only covered sin temporarily until Christ would come. Those, the, this, it covered sin temporarily. Why do I say that? Because it had to be offered again and again and again. The Day of Atonement had to happen year after year after year for the sins of the ignorance of the people. And every time they sinned, they had to come and offer a sacrifice. It was only a temporary thing until the ultimate sacrifice would come, which was Jesus Christ. And through His blood, we can be cleansed and our conscience can be purified. In the Old Testament, the blood merely covered it. It didn't bring any internal, the blood of, a, of, of bulls and goats and lambs only covered the sin. It didn't make the worshiper, once purged, didn't make their conscience perfect. But the blood of Jesus Christ purges the conscience and makes the worshiper perfect. Praise the Lord for the Lamb of God. All right, we're going to finish there. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I sure appreciate that. Once again, any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know at jasondemars.com. And may the Lord richly bless you.